Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Third down and 12. Pass drop, gentlemen. Brady has to move. And down he goes again. It's offensive line. Pass is picked. Intercepted. Robert Alford. Time for somebody on the defensive side to make a play to get the man right. It began just like any other Super Bowl Sunday. I had spent three quarters coming to terms with it. I hate the Atlanta Falcons, but surely not even I thought they were incompetent enough to blow a 28-3 lead? They were. They certainly were. I knew on that night that I had witnessed a bout of incompetence that needed to be celebrated and documented for generations to come. I needed to make it my life's work to mock these people and jeer them until my throat was raw. AJ awoke, mildly hungover, with an entirely new and petty outlook on life. With such a large platform in the world of on-demand audio and such a wonderful fan base, I thought it was only appropriate I call upon specific help from specific friends who also take just as much pleasure in the pain of the Atlanta Falcons fan base. This is my testament, and this is my offering to the biggest choke job of all time. Hashtag grow up, Atlanta Falcons, you can eat me. AJ presents Behind the Failure 28-3, the Atlanta Falcons story. Now, I myself, a born and raised Southern man, don't know a lot about Boston or its culture. I just see other sport teams winning the fuck out of stuff from afar. So to better understand their culture and to truly understand the Heimlich that was unsuccessfully performed their football team via the fourth quarter, I had to enlist the help of Mr. Benjamin Torres, a Southern man transplanted up north in Massachusetts just outside of Boston to get a gauge on his experience during this insane comeback and the, and the subsequent asphyxiation that took place the Atlanta Falcons organization. Yes, we roll on in the story that never ends, the never-ending story of a failure that will live forever in the annals of time. Some of us were fortunate to be in the thrill of victory. Now, as I've made it very clear the day I started this thing, I am by no means a New England Patriots fan. Nor is the man who is here to tell us his, his, um, his live take on the people of Boston throughout this triumphant comeback. Benjamin, tell the good people of On Demand Audio hello. Hello, everyone. 
Benjamin is a proud Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Is that correct? Correct. So neither of us have any true allegiance to the New England Patriots. But when someone, how do I say, poops their pants on a level so biblical, <laughs> it, it's hard to let it go. Benjamin, tell us some of the sights you saw in the midst of the comeback and the triumphs that were the 28-3 comeback. Well, I should preface this given the fact that my team faced off against New England the game prior. I understand. And my team didn't have a prayer at beating either one of these teams at any point this season. <laughs> well, so, you know, naturally the, the inclination at first is to just uh, swore off the game entirely. Naturally. Uh, but – Regardless, I got talked into uh, game day, being able to go on that glorious day uh, over to the neighborhood of Cambridge. Okay. All right. I believe. Uh, or as the guys up here would call it, Harvard Square. Harvard. Harvard Square. They, well, they like their apples, from what I understand. Oh, yeah. And uh, they decided that we're going to, you know, do it big, get some local wings and grub, and just uh, have ourselves a great time. Sounds innocent that, enough. I'm sure everything went according to plan that first three quarters. Well, it didn't go to plan from the start because no. naturally, me watching it with a bunch of Patriots fans, uh, I decided to try to put a little ante out there that uh, every time the Falcons scored, <laughs> that everyone had to do a tequila shot. Oh. So as you can imagine, by halftime, just by pure dismay i mean everyone's having a great time but not the kind of time they intended no 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 it's fueled by depression indirectly yeah and so our our viewing party was about eight deep at the time uh it, it started to wither there were a few that said you know we're gonna go uh check on laundry do these other things check on of, laundry oh yeah bunch of students that you can tell they're, they're there for the game itself you know, they're going about their business. And, Let uh, the record show people so defeated during the Super Bowl. They had conceded laundry as a higher priority in the second half of the Super Bowl. Now, granted, Cambridge, they have a ton of international students. Maybe they're not all the pads diehard. Uh, however, you know, granted, they're all on that, on that wagon for the day. Of course. And, you know... I'm just sitting there in pure dismay, having been blown away by Brady uh, a couple weeks prior. I was sitting there somewhat amused, but I also know it's anything. Anything can happen. It's the uh, Roger Goodell universe, and you never know what will take place. So, as third quarter drags on, and uh, well, we also ran out of tequila, so we had to try to find something else to move on to. But, uh, <laughs> as we proceed. You notice that all of a sudden everyone is on that wagon of, oh, yeah, Fat Lady hasn't sung yet. You know, never mind. Well, that, that last well, straw, that last beacon of, I'm going to pretend like I really believe we have a shot at this thing. Yeah, so uh, when Atlanta uh, decides to, you know, to my, in my mind, pull a Pete Carroll and not kick a field goal, uh, to start this whole unraveling. Uh, that's when I had a hunch, and uh, that's when I switched to straight bourbon, and uh, just yeah. decided to let this let this thing carry on. Um, we, we cut to the chase, and as this thing uh, finishes up, now some of them still couldn't believe that the game actually played out the way it did, uh, and yeah, others were quickly jumping back to, oh wait, I have a test tomorrow for midterms. I might as well get back to that. I, as someone who's never been to Boston. 
who has no true grasp of the culture of Boston or the traditions. I will now make a blind assumption and say that Samuel Adams was flowing through the streets like a tidal wave, and it was clam chowder as far as the eye could see. Oh, parade day. There was so much clam chowder in the streets <laughs> that it was replacing running water. Uh, that, that's very, very fair to say. Oh. Uh, but Harpoon no. is overtaking Sam Adams as their go-to now. Nice. Um, here's the part where I make a horribly inappropriate joke. You say there was clam chowder in the streets. I would imagine with the levels of exhilaration and excitement that may have been, wait for it. <laughs> you know what? Grow up, AJ. You know what? Grow up. I'm not going to do I it. Will neither, I will neither confirm nor deny. That people were jerking off in the streets. <laughs> Relieving <laughs> themselves in, in alleyways. As, as Belichick and crew are parading through, yeah. When Croc lifts it up, yeah. I'll yeah, tell you right like, now, if for whatever reason Sean Payton or Drew Brees managed to remove their head from their ass after being down 20-3 to three and pull that off, and I was at the parade, I can't confirm nor deny that I wouldn't catch a beat when the float passed me. Just just catching, <laughs> making eye contact with Sean Payton for that half a second. I may have to relieve myself behind the dumpster. That's in a universe where we were down 28-3 to three and somehow rallied back without committing a single turnover, which is the other insane part of all this. At least you would have the decency to go behind the dumpster. Absolutely. The good people... About that, <laughs> the good people of the good people of Boston were saluting in the street and firing them off. And frankly, to the victor go the spoils. And as far as I'm concerned, that's one of the spoils. You earned it, folks. You guys earned it. Well, Ben, thank you for being on the show. We had to get a Beantown perspective on this thing, an account from an account from Mass itself. Tell the good people of Cambridge hello. They know me up there. I've uh, had plenty of guest lectures on campus. Um, by guest oh. lectures, I that's a clever way of me saying trespassing, and I was immediately removed. <laughs> God's, well Godspeed, Benjamin. Quick question, Benjamin. Do you know the difference between my podcast and every other comparison podcast? Ooh, no. What? Ouch. Everyone else gets an opinion. Mine is just the only one that's right. It's, it is the only one that matters. I'm that ultimately... Fair. Right. I like the way you think, Benjamin. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule. You hit those books, and you keep helping making America a better place. Do my best. Right, thanks, Ben. No days off. No days Moving right along in my undying quest to make this failure known both worldwide and intergalactically, I now move on to another man with strong ties to the city of Atlanta. He is a co-host on a very popular on-demand audio show. He's made some attempts to overthrow the show in the past that we won't get into specifically because of ongoing legal matters. His name? Gentle Ben. A majority of his family resides in Atlanta, Georgia, and he has his own personal stake in such a biblical, biblical loss. As an avid Panthers fan, it was so crazy to watch the Falcons up 28-3 in the third quarter, and my entire family resides in Atlanta, Georgia. For an entire year, I thought I was going to be listening to 
oh my god, you can't beat that Super Bowl. We beat the Patriots by that much. I was going to be hearing that for an entire year. Steve Miller, Kristen Miller, Rachel Miller, all of you Georgia family of mine, I apologize for the glory and the great feeling that I experienced when I saw the Patriots come back from a 25-point deficit as a Panthers fan. Oh, watching you guys lose Little Giant style as if you were the Cowboys and the Little Giants were the Patriots to come back and pummel you. I can't believe that it happened. And I feel bad, but at the same time, I just don't feel bad. I am so amazed and still in awe. Almost a year later, I am just dumbfounded that you can lose after having a 25-point lead. And that led to me not having to listen to you all go on and on and on about the Falcons winning the Super Bowl. It was amazing. I can't believe something that crazy happened and I was alive to witness it. Yo, 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 Welcome to Atlanta where the players play and we ride on them things like every day. Big beats hit streets, see gangsters roaming and parties don't stop till eight in the morning. A missed field goal, a missed extra point, a pick six, a fumble, and a 25-point deficit. All this versus one turnover, and they fucking won. It's a mathematical anomaly. But I must say, Kyle Spar, my most devoted Atlanta Falcons supporter, I pity this man because his Facebook wall is used like a cum rag for people to dump out their Atlanta Falcons hate load onto. This man's Facebook wall is treated with malice and disdain and mockery. And all things considered, he's taking it a lot better than I ever could. This is for you, Kyle. I love you. So I'm going to mock what you love and what you care about until I'm physically, mentally, and emotionally exhausted. Atlanta, you can suck my balls. To truly understand the psyche of such a tortured soul, a soul that puts all their hopes and aspirations on such a merry band of losers and underachievers. You have, to, you have to first put yourself in a situation to deal with a set of archaic mouth breathers like, Atlanta Fal- like the Atlanta Falcons faithful. And for that, we're going to go to Baltimore, Maryland, as Josh Costa recants a rather stereotypical evening associated with the Atlanta Falcons faithful. And we are fortunate enough to have Charm City's own. The, the man from... Uh, from this, uh, from what's a moniker for Baltimore? I am really lacking in a moniker for Baltimore. Charm City. Charm City. So I nailed it, as per usual. That's how world champions operate. Something they just wouldn't know about in the Atlanta Falcons folklore. For Josh, Josh, you're a Baltimore Ravens supporter. Is that correct, Josh? Yes. Yeah, my whole life. Yes. You are, so you are, in fact, much like myself and the good people of the Big Easy, a world champion. We got to the dance and got it done. We didn't blow it to win the 8-3 lead. No, yeah, we've won every Super Bowl we've been in. Absolutely. Could you describe to me in graphic fashion what what you would do if you ever watched your team blow a 28-3 third quarter lead? 
Well, the Ravens almost did that in their last Super Bowl, so I came very close. The butthole was puckered, and uh, but we came out with the victory. So I really, I honestly, I don't know what I would do, but suicide might be in my thoughts. I would climb to a very sturdy tree because I am a very, uh, very hefty man. I would fashion a rope to my genitals and then affix it to the other end of the rope to said tree and leap out with reckless abandon. That's personally how I would handle blowing a 28-3 lead. But you've been amongst these troglodytes, Josh. You've been elbow deep with these downtrodden fools who've hitched their wagon to this crew of underachievers and mouth breathers. Will you recant that faithful evening amongst the Atlanta Falcons supporters? Oh, my God. It was probably, all right, one of the worst nights of my life. But it didn't have to be, but it was. So, little backstory here. Um, I was... uh, I was uh, trying to maintain a long-distance relationship at the time and uh, met up with a girlfriend, for lack of uh, – for her name's sake, we'll call her Shamie. And, uh, Fair enough. So we met up with uh, – I met up with Shamie in, an, in uh, Atlanta. And uh, let's just say I hadn't gotten laid in a good three months. We're getting right, right down to the nitty-gritty. It was bad times, man. Wasn't getting laid. So anyways, you know, this was a great trip. We, was gonna, we were going to get a hotel room. You know, we are going to – have a good time, go to the Thursday night football game. Sorry if it's a little dark. I'm driving down the highway right now. No worries. It's the world of on-demand audio. No one can see a thing. So anyways, we meet up in Atlanta. The story is it's the first Thursday night football game of the year. I don't know how I afforded the tickets, but we got tickets on the 40-yard line for like 140 bucks a piece. We were going to make the drive, and uh, it was like the second year Joe Flacco and uh, Matt Ryan were quarterbacks, so this was kind of like the first time they are meeting that whole – Thing. Anyways, they give every asshole in this place a fucking flag with a three-foot plastic stick attached to it Ugh. with a Falcon flag. They got Samuel L. Jackson on the big screen telling them to rise up. Meanwhile, I'm getting poked at every fucking angle you can imagine by these goddamn sticks. Every time they get a first down, a tackle in the backfield, anything. Now, we were winning pretty much the whole game, which was not – or uh, I'm sorry, we were losing pretty much the whole game. We came back in like the last three minutes. So naturally – I had to let my section have it a little bit because I've been, you know, I was kind of in shame the entire time. Of course. But, uh, you know, so then Roddy White, anyways, Roddy White pushes off. He catches a touchdown. Place goes crazy. They win. We lose. It was the longest ride out of there in my life. So we're walking out as if, as, as if it isn't bad enough to add insult to injury. I'm walking out, me and Shamey, and uh, we get out into the concourse. And uh, some girl runs right up to her with one of those flags, pokes her right in her fucking eye, bends the stick in half to, like, an acute angle. And uh, so naturally Amy grabs the chick and punches her in the face, but then she gets her hair grabbed by the more experienced street fighter, obviously. (laughs) It looked like she'd probably been brawling since grade school. But, uh, you know, she scratched her across her face, and uh, she has four distinct claw marks. So I got to walk out from uh, the concourse all the way out to our car with a sobbing girl, uh, ex-girlfriend at the time, or now, but, uh, you know. So needless to say, I didn't get any, get, did not get laid that night, regardless of all the money spent on tickets, fucking sushi, fucking aquarium, <laughs> like literally everything. I'm not going to say it wasn't a terrible town to visit. You know, there was a couple of cool things to do. But it's a terrible town to visit. Don't ever fucking go there. So, shit. so what you're saying is, once you're, once Make you're, your only destination the aquarium. Is 
all I'm saying. So what you're saying, what you're saying is, if you are attempting to woo a lady, Wolverine-like slashes on her face are a mood killer. Yeah, I'd say that it definitely did not uh, help with. Uh, it is not a natural it not aphrodisiac. A, it was not an aphrodisiac at all. <laughs> That's the word I was. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And in an even more wild turn of events, this was not a, a playful knife fight like West Side Story. Shit got real in that fucking piece of shit dome. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll never go back. I never need to. Uh, you know, they came to M&T Bank and got their asses kicked, and that made me happy a couple years ago. It, and uh, the Super Bowl made me happy. I was happy they didn't win the Super Bowl because I will. I'm, I'm you know, I, I, I hold a grudge forever. You know, I don't mind. Absolutely. I, too, am petty. Well, Josh, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate you taking a moment out of your busy schedule to take a dump on the Atlanta Falcons and blow your hate load all over their stupid faces. Yeah, they suck ass, man. No matter what happens, Josh, no matter what happens, we are world champions, something those clowns will never know. Very true. Hey, look out for Arnold versus uh, Stallone. Absolutely. Future episode coming this season. Arnold and Stallone will duke it out. Spoilers. <laughs> Spoilers. Stallone wins because he's the shit and this is my show. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. so with that said, Godspeed. Have the Atlanta Falcons ever won a championship? No. I say, Even if they have, I don't give a fuck. This still happened. 28-3. Based on a true story, clowns. With that said, thank you, jo- thank you so much, Josh. We appreciate it and Godspeed. Thanks, man. See ya. Once again, got to give a big thank you to Josh Costa for taking time out of his busy schedule to share with us his experiences in the city of Atlanta. But I was fortunate enough to contact someone within the Atlanta Falcons organization who has an audio recording of an attempt to stop the comeback from the defensive perspective of the Atlanta Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons actually had a player who could have been pivotal in stopping the New England Patriots comeback. But due to some infighting and a few pieces of the staff not being on the same page, said player was not allowed in the game. And here we have this top secret audio. Is Spike mistaken? Aren't you a girl? Gee, good eye. Spike don't play with girls. She's pretty good, Spike. Spike don't care. Didn't you hear? Spike don't play with... Look, you berserko Barbie doll. When you mess with Spike, you mess with death. You can talk the talk, but can you walk the walk? Try me. I will. Well, go. Right now. Spike's in hell. You call this a team? Hey, you pretty boy. Next time you end up to Spike, put it here. Boom. And you fat lineman. You rang. From now on, just get your jelly rolls out of Spike's way, unless you want cleat marks up your fat back. Wow. Wow, this journalist is very disturbed to hear that type of misogyny, um, that type of discrimination, and just that total lack of team chemistry that went on in that defensive huddle with the Atlanta Falcons, especially during the Super Bowl. It's a real shame that Spike could not get on the same page as the defensive coordinator, or maybe, just maybe, they would not have surrendered multiple touchdowns in the face of defeat. That's the type of organization we're dealing with here, fans. The Atlanta Falcons can't act like they've never been there before because they've never been there before, especially with this attitude, and they'll never get back, Lord willing. In the first overtime, they'll toss it to White, right side. White will cut back, and he will. Driving forward, diving to the goal line! A touchdown and a title! 
for the Patriots. I can't believe it. I can't believe they it. They have completed the greatest comeback in Super Bowl history. I'd like to take the time to thank Mr. Benjamin Torres as well as Mr. Joshua Costa for taking time out of their schedules once again to be part of this this offering to the football gods and to my wonderful fans in the world of on-demand audio. I'd also like to thank you know Kyle Sparr, Dirk Jansen, Ryan Duncan, Lauren Dolahite, uh, Megan Brown, and her and her lovely husband. I just I couldn't do it without the motivation and the hatred in my heart for your piss ass team in Atlanta. Maybe some people think it's sour grapes. All I know is there's a picture of us holding up the Lombardi Trophy, and it's based on a true story. No Photoshop involved, folks. But thank you to all my wonderful fans. Season 2 will be great. We will be on location at the Ivy starting next week. But enjoy this work for what it truly, truly was. A testament to one of the greatest failures of all time. Fuck you, Atlanta. Fuck you. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.